Hello, person, and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarine. This episode was recorded in MacArthur Park in Los Angeles in 1969, the Summer of Love. Anytime I think about big cultural moments like the Summer of Love, it makes me want to meet the people, the regular people living the moment to find out how they see the world, how they reflect the times, and how much money I should give them. Boy, howdy, did I get into all of that and more in my conversation with Wendy. Enjoy. Wendy, thank you so much for meeting me here in MacArthur Park in in Los Angeles. It's so nice to talk with you. I'm very happy to be here, Douglas. Thank you for having me. We were just talking about kind of like the way that you look at the city or the way that you feel. What is Los Angeles to Wendy? I think the thing that people forget is that Los Angeles is the environment. Oh, I've got to get into nature to be one with nature. But you can walk by a building with an ant on it, and that's nature too. I feel like even a city is something to be explored the same way a kid would explore the woods, to make sure you're really taking in every leaf or car or building, you know, and really being in the environment and appreciating where you are. Do you think people in Los Angeles, by and large, get it? If I can compare Los Angeles to the human body. Sure, as one might. It takes all of us working together to move the body across the room. But I think that everybody in Los Angeles, not everybody, but most people see themselves as independent organs moving on their own. And if your heart decides to go for a walk, but your legs don't work there, you're not going to go anywhere. It's funny because I feel like when I first moved to Los Angeles, I it was like I was Flying above the clouds, I was so naive. So you're not uh, from Los Angeles. You 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 moved here, huh? I did move oh, here. Oh, where'd you, where'd you move here from? New Jersey. Oh, I love New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey. I was born oh, at the beach in, uh, in New Jersey. Oh, just uh, like Moses. Wasn't he born on a beach and then put in the river in a basket? Yeah, I think that's I think that's basically the the story. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was New Jersey. It might have been somewhere the Garden State, Middle East. Yeah, the, the I think that's what they call the Fertile Crescent. Is yes. just like the is the New Jersey of uh, exactly. of the Middle East. And so you grew up in New Jersey, lovely mm-hmm. uh, lovely state. What uh, what made you bounce out here to Los Angeles, Douglas? I do not mean. I don't mean to get heavy on your podcast. No, you sure you no, no, talk no. About you my parents? talk about whatever you want to. I mean, family is complicated. Have you ever heard of the New Jersey Slaughterhouse Slaughter? Yeah, I've, I've heard people like mention it, but right. Um, well, my parents. Uh, I come from an activist background, mm-hmm. and um, my parents. I guess you'd call them proto activists, and they have been. You know, I've been a vegetarian since. I was a kid. My parents have been vegetarians for ages. Mm -hmm. 
And they were trying to make a statement about how bad meat can be for people. Um, but to be honest, they decided to make their point by killing a slaughterhouse worth of cows. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, they didn't hurt any people, but they did go to jail for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was just getting out of high school and thought, you know, everybody knew my name and I thought it might be good to get out of town for a while. New Jersey is a very small state and even smaller when your parents have gone to jail for a slaughterhouse slaughter. Sure. And it, and the Jersey cow is a famous yes. cow. And yes. you're, and you're having your parents convicted of bovicide. Uh, mass. Mass. Bovicide. Is, has to be. I can't even imagine how, how intense that is. I, I was called Hamburger Patty for the last year of high school. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, kids can be so cruel. In the lunchroom, they would throw onions at me till I cried, and then they'd call me a patty melt. Seems like if someone's throwing onions at you, I'd, I'd be crying right away. So you can see why I wanted to come to California and reinvent myself. Because uh, a lot of people come here for acting, or they come here for music, or they come here for aerospace. Or to save their lives. Or to save their lives. Mm -hmm. What did you get into out here in Los Angeles? The great music scene? There's a, I am that. very involved in the music scene. Are you? You know what? I... I, I I said that because I just kind of picked it up from you. I said, this is a musical person. We didn't talk about that. Did you? I, no. You're not, you're not carrying a, a flute or a Nothing. cello. But I think you sensed in me what I've sensed in me, which is some sort of um, like I'm iron for the magnet of musicians. So I feel like a lot of musicians find me. I love music. But in other ways, I feel like the music has found me. Your parents, are they still in prison? No, they've been out for a few years. Mm -hmm. Did you have much of a relationship with them now? Um, you know, of course I still talk to them. I, Despite what they've done, I know that it came from a good place. I think mm -hmm. they've learned a lot. And they're trying to give back by uh, starting a farm. Oh, really? In, in New Jersey? In New Jersey. Oh, nice. Now, they're not, you know slaughtering animals at all. They're growing corn and okay. some um, lettuce greens, mm -hmm. they said. So have you gone back and... I've gone back and seen them briefly. I don't feel comfortable staying with them overnight just mm -hmm. because oh, of wow. the emotional trauma that their deeds has caused me. But, you know, it's hard to see that much blood. And whether you're making a point or not making a point, I do want to say that all of that meat was donated Ultimately, the slaughterhouse did not just bury the cows. Their lives did have purpose. They were able to clear whatever FDA. Yes. It was a kosher slaughterhouse, and of course, none of the meat could be given away as kosher, but... I have to know this. Mm -hmm. Did your parents name you Windy, or is that a name you chose? You know, like an actor might choose their own name. Cary Grant's name isn't really Cary Grant's name. Okay, so... Um... In my previous life, I was Wendy. And then after what happened... With an E? With an E. Uh -huh. And then when I decided to move across the country to restart my life, I just exchanged the I for an E. Or an E for an I. An I for an I. <laughs> an I for an I. An I for an I. It's so interesting that you made it I. Like, like me, you know? Exactly. But exactly. also Wendy is... Such an interesting name. You know, it's a... Blowing away my past, bringing in wow. something new. I, I really wanted to just reinvent myself and get rid of some of the darkness and 
step into the light, have someone hand me a rainbow. But you know, the person handing it to me is myself. So you've been in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Like, uh, what's the goal of Wendy? Because you seem so free. You seem so limitless in terms of your possibilities. But I, I guess I just don't really understand what you're doing. I agree. I do feel limitless. I wouldn't say it's a school, but I definitely wouldn't say it's a religion. <laughs> what is this? What I'm doing. You oh, asked what, what I'm doing. doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm teaching. You're teaching. Through being. I don't find people. For the most part, they find me as I go through life. And I help people. I'm, I'm like not a therapist. I'm a helper. And to this point, I've been advising certain celebrities on how to live a more meaningful life. I'm good friends with Mama Cass. Wow. Mamas and Papas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michelle too, so but yeah. Cass and I are you know, best buds. Yeah. And she, and she's the thing, you know what I mean? She, she's uh, really with carrying that band. Yeah. Her voice is like if a butterfly could sing, you know? Oh yeah. And you know, it's very easy to become scattered on the road. You feel like you're mm. traveling and you're just doing your job, but you know, where is you? Where is Douglas when you're traveling? Where mm. is Cass when she's traveling? And helping her keep her thoughts together. Sometimes that's a 3 a.m. phone call with her in tears and, you know, me stepping away from whatever I've got going on to help coach her. Or sometimes it just means I'm her plus one at a wedding, but I'm there for her. I think they might call me a health aide someday if I like made that a career or a health health friend. Right. But you don't have a medical degree or any sort of credential. I have a life degree, Douglas. Well, there you go. You have a life degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think we all have a life degree? I mean, we've all... Some of us don't. Some of us never open the book of life. And so we never really read what's there. And we just go through like we're a zombie or a robot. They're not noticing the world around them, the beautiful world around them. They're just ticking boxes off of what life should be. Because I really think about it like, oh, I should get a job. I should, you know, play Why? by the rules of Why society. Why should you get a job, Douglas? Because that's the box I see. Take off the lid and look around, friend. Yeah, you're talking about a, a whole different type of box. I, I can't even see this box that you're talking about. The box is the globe. It's a box that holds the globe. That's all you're contained by, just gravity. Boy, do I like rules. Do I like, I, I follow a lot. Would you want to try a centering exercise? Yeah, can we, okay. we, we, we can, can do right here. Yeah, we, can we can do, do right, right here, here in the middle of the park. In the, okay. in the middle of the park. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. People, people might look or something. Or I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Okay. Close my eyes. Open your nose a little bit. Open my nose. And yeah. taste the air. With my nose? With your mouth. But we're oh. opening our nose to get the scent because scent is attached to taste. Ready? Gotcha. Taste it. What do you taste, Douglas? Well, I can smell that that barbecue over over mm. over there, so I can I can smell a you know hamburger. Is that what, is that what you mean? Well, I, if it, I, it's yes, you're smelling dead animals. What else? Uh, some grass clippings, like can maybe you they taste it. Can you taste the sharpness of that grass clipping? Mm. Kind of like maybe smell, taste, 
smell tastes like uh, grass and hamburgers. Grass and hamburgers are. And that's a nice. What two, is that? The two big things I'm getting. What does that bring to your mind? Grass and hamburgers. Well, it makes me think of cows who graze on grass, and then we make hamburgers out of cows. You know, that makes me think of that. Does it make you feel at peace when you think about the cows grazing, not when they're horribly slaughtered? Well, I don't know now that you've mentioned horrible. Okay, you know what? Let's try a different centering exercise. I don't think this is the one for you. At this point, Wendy took a walk around the park, and we decided not to do any more centering exercises. When Wendy opens up the Book of Life, what does she see? What's in front of Wendy when you crack open the Book of Life? Well, I have to say, the Book of Life is a choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my first page says, to thine own self be true. Mm. So that's where I really start reading in. What are my core, core goals in life? I want to be kind. I want to be helpful. A book of life also has chapters about our ancestors. And sometimes we have to spend a lot of our life trying to overcome what the people who came before us did and the souls they took away. So the book of life is all of life, not just your life. Exactly. I was thinking it was just your book of life. I think it was. Well, you know, maybe there's a separate publishing just for that one chapter. Yeah. The book of Wendy. Yes. Exactly. Something like that. Like that's that's my mind right now. This is. Do you get paid for your helping job? I feel like I. I was going to say I feel like I'm going to owe you for a session. No, no, of course not. I'm happy to just be here, but it's more of an offering. I don't charge or write an invoice. People just let me know that they appreciate what I've done for them, and I'm going to keep doing that until. But they do that with with money, like uh, if they, money you have to eat and... with food, with meals that they cook, with apartments they have free and let me live in. Okay. So you don't have a permanent residence, per se? Well, I've been in the same apartment for a month. It's David Crosby's basement, and I've been staying there about a month. He's been so kind. Oh, you're really locked into this music scene. Yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) One day I'll tell you about taking care of Joni Mitchell's dogs. I saw Mike Nesmith once at the Cinerama Dome. Mm. Ever, you ever run into him? Yes, I have one of his hats right now. Oh, really? Yeah, boy, that guy can wear a hat. I hope that you get to meet Peter Tork one day. He is a stitch. Oh, yeah. And makes a garlic aioli like you would not believe. I just, I would like to think that all of the monkeys are just the wackiest people to, to hang out with. Not Davey. No, huh? Um... You know when people say a sad clown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some clowns are just born sad. There are some of those people. Yeah. yeah. And if at all possible, the more you can let them go and live their own lives without judging you, the more you can be you. And you're perfect the way you are. Do you believe that about everyone? Everyone is perfect the way they are? I believe that everyone is perfect the way they are. But sometimes they don't show their perfection. They let little things blur it or mar it or... It's like wearing a cape, you know? You're still you under the cape. Hmm. Your perfection is still your perfection under the cape. But sometimes you got to wear that cape and run around like a supervillain. You lost me a little bit there uh, on, on that. The cape is a bad thing. The cape is the bad thing in this uh, scenario. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Do you write down these things? Because I feel like in this conversation, I've gotten 
mantras and takeaways <laughs> and little philosophies. Do you write this stuff down? Um, I write some of it down. Students, but, you know, I'm not a school, but I might call them students. They'll write right. down some of what I said and, and maybe write me out a copy as well. And, I, you know, in the end, in the end, in the middle, in a week from now, I hope to write a book about what I've learned in my process, but not done with my process. You're not done. With you, and you think you will be done with your process at some point before you're dead. It might be the moment I die is when the process ends. So it's going to be tough to write a book then. I know. Well, it might. Maybe I'll have to have a book and then a follow-up book. I don't know yet. After, after you're dead. I'm, oh, I, I'm no. Put, I was thinking in this life, but you've given me some ideas. No. <laughs> I, I don't want to put any limitations on you. I just No, uh, I like that. I would just I was wondering when the process, if the process was going to take you to the end of your life, you wouldn't have time to write a book then. If I forget this uh -huh. when we're done, remind me to have a pen when I die. Just in case. Okay. Well, I do hope that we have a chance to uh Keep in touch. I hope uh, so too, Douglas. You could start by, uh, I haven't eaten today. And I thought how nice to eat with Douglas and then go to the grocery store and have Douglas buy me some groceries. And it's a great day. Well, then that's what we're going to do. I'd be happy to buy you some groceries because this conversation has been wonderful. I, I, I feel like I owe you something for it. And if some groceries will do the trick, I'd love to. Thank you so much, Douglas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Our show is completely improvised and produced by me, Douglas Sarine, along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood Sarine. Our theme song was produced by the talented Ben Wise. You can find his most recent album, In the Stars Tonight, at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. A special note of gratitude to Shuli Cowan for having some fun with us as Wendy. Shuli is an actress, an improviser, and currently the director and an ensemble member of Opening Night, the Improvised Musical. It's such an incredible show. She also performs around the country with the long-form improv show, Est. Find her on Twitter, at Shuli Cowan. Inspiration for this episode came from the song Windy by The Association. There's more info about that ditty in this episode's liner notes, where you can also find a link to enjoy our eclectic Anthem of Life playlist on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Windy. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. Anthem of Life.